Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Anthony Carrenti, and thank you, as always, for checking out another episode of the Dynasty Drive. Going to hop right into it tonight. We are joined by Joey Seagraves. Joey, what's happening? Yo, what's happening? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. We've gone through a bunch of uh, kind of rookie talk lately on the podcast feed, breaking down running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, all that fun stuff. So I figured what better time than to run through a two-round mock draft. So uh, Joey and myself will kind of alternate back and forth. We'll do 12 picks, so uh, assume 12-team league, one quarterback, PPR, no tight end premium, and run through the first two rounds of what rookie drafts look like pre-free agency, which this will probably all change in a couple weeks. But it'll be fun to do and see how it ends up changing over the next weeks and months. Yeah, there's definitely going to be, you know, lots of change to where these guys go, but um, it's still fun. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. It's I think it's fun, too, to see, like, how ADP, like, starts to creep up over the whole pre-draft process, like, some guys that are super late right now will undoubtedly climb into like round two or late round one, depending on where they're at currently. So it's always interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll hop right into it, man. I mentioned to you earlier, I would gift you the, uh, the 101. So feel free to kick it off with whoever your first overall selection will be. Yeah, I think I'm going to go uh, Mr. Najee Harris um, right off the bat. Um. You know, not going to uh, mess around too much here, and just uh, and just go dive right. I I like. I mean, you know, it all depends how you draft too. But I like to, um, you know, I like to invest in that running back capital early on. So I just think it's a guy. I mean, I'm, I'm just pretty satisfied with that pick. Um, you know, pretty, at the 101, I'm just kind of just you know kind of do it all, you know, kind of thing. And just, uh, yeah, I just don't want to overthink it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way in single quarterback formats that I can talk myself out of Najee being the pick at one Oh one. Yeah. There's nothing that can change him being running back one for me at this point. Um, and he's locked in. I agree. He's the best running back in the class by a a pretty large margin. Um, I think after the top two, there's a pretty big cliff. Uh, but something that I think gets slept on with Najee, a little bit that um, Matt Hicks from NFL Draft Bible mentioned when he was on the podcast, and I know it was tweeted a couple of times, is like people forget that Najee Harris is also the best pass catching back in, in the draft. Like he is such yeah. a complete back. He can run it inside, run it outside. He's fast enough to, you know, break the long runs, you know, do all the cool hurdle stuff, you know, hurdle defenders, all that great stuff, but uh, is really good in pass protection and is really good at catching the ball too. So I think he's. The one guy that I feel really good projecting is like a true three down running back. Yeah, um, and to start when I picked him, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just, I could have kind of just went on. So I, it's just kind of a no brainer for me. So I'm just, yeah, you said it all. Yeah. With the with the 102, I will take the the guy that I view as like where the, the cliff starts for running backs and it's Clemson running back Travis Etienne. Uh, I think Najee and Etienne are a cut above the rest. Uh, there's other players that I really like, but especially in terms of first rounders uh, and rookie drafts, these are the two that I feel best about. You know, projecting as surefire fantasy contributors and like long term studs in the NFL as well. Uh, Etienne has home run speed. 
He showed enough in this last season at Clemson in terms of what he's been able to become as a pass catcher that I feel pretty good about him as a three-down running back as well. Doesn't have the same size or, you know, between the tackles prowess that Najee does, uh, but he wins in different ways. And in the right offense, I think he could end up being a a full-blown fantasy superstar. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I really really like him a lot. I actually um, am a little... But not, not that this would, we'll see how things play out that you went with the, with the 102 just because I'd like to see if he could get him a little bit later, but I, I, I think that's where he belongs. But, you know, you wonder if some people jump on the, you know, the sexy wide receivers and stuff like that, but there is plenty of them. Well, we went, yeah, chalk. there's, we went chalk with the first two picks. So hopefully it gets crazy here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Now we can, uh, now we can um, get nuts. I mean, I don't know. I probably uh, not going to keep it. You know, maybe this is crazy. I don't. I don't think it's too crazy. But I'm just gonna go Jamar Chase. Um, mm-hmm. I. I don't want to. Uh, I just don't want to overthink it. Um, you know, you could probably flip a coin with some of these guys. You know, I love them all. I love Waddle. I love Devonta Smith. I mean, I think he's probably a superstar. The size does. You know, more me a little at the next level. I think I'm just gonna take that LSU pedigree and just go with it. Um, like I said, I like a lot of guys here, but I'm just going to try to not overthink it. Yeah, Chase, I think, is uh, suffering a little bit from that. Like, he was so good last time we saw him and then didn't see him for a year that we've yeah. really reached, like, peak, you know, overthink Jamar Chase season. Um, and there are really good players behind him, but similar to how Najee is locked in as a running back one for me, there's really that nothing that could have changed uh, at this point or after this point that's going to take Jamar Chase out of that top spot for me. So I think uh, third overall, it's it's a guy that you would love to draft there. And I wonder if he does not fall, fall, but like fall a little. And then like, and then the season starts and people see him they're like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember him? What was I thinking? <laughs> no, that's so that's what's so weird about this whole like college opt out season and, you know, no combine, weird pro days. Everybody's at you know testing facilities with forty times that who knows what you can and can't trust. Uh, yeah. So it's a weird pre-draft process. So with the one hundred and four, um, I will take the player that I think is wide receiver two, uh, and that's Alabama's Jalen Waddle. Um, I think the gap between Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase is closer for me than probably for some other people. I think Waddle is um, a really, really unique weapon. I think he really fits what the NFL wants to do now. And I think his speed and his the way he gets to top speed, like his acceleration and burst is insane. And he'll get typecast as like, oh, it's Henry Ruggs. You know, he can, you know, run fast and run deep. But I think he's way more than that. I think it's a guy that he's shown productivity, like in the short and intermediate game in Alabama. I think you can keep him involved on, you know, screens, end arounds, short stuff, and let him try and break a tackle and take it 50, 60 yards. Uh, I really, really like Waddle's upside. It's not a knock. I know some people think it's slander if you put him above Devontae Smith. I like both of them a lot. Uh, but Waddle's athletic upside separates him from the rest of the wide receivers for me. Yeah, and I agree. I just think at the uh, the next level, um, I'll, I'll piggyback on you and go D- Devontae Smith. But um, I, I agree. Only be I agree with you though, just because I just, you know, Smith might be the better talent. He probably is, but just I think at the next level, when you factor in the size and all that, um, I like Waddle a little bit better. 
but I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off you and go with Smith here. Yeah. Um, people yeah. Uh, like similar to some of these top guys, it's like, it's, it feels weird in a way to have a wide receiver who just won the Heisman trophy as wide receiver three. And it's not even like a knock on Devonte Smith. Like, Oh, I think he's bad or that he won't project to the pros. I think he'll be a really good pro wide receiver. Like even with the size concerns, which I think are warranted, like it's not a given that a, a, a you know slight frame guy like that can come in and dominate uh, against bigger, faster NFL corners. But um, yeah, it's just a testament, I think, to Waddle and Chase. I think the upside for those two is so insane that Devonte gets pushed down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think the game has changed too. It's not you know it's not the old days. You know. It, I think Smith will be the way they move the motion and move people around nowadays. I think he'll be fine, but I think like you said, it's just a testament to chase and waddle how good they are. I think we're going to start getting off the rails here at one. Yeah, let's go nuts. Yeah. Cause I, <laughs> I wonder um, if it is who I think it might be. I don't think so. I've, I've been, okay. I've been kind of quiet so far about the, cause I've come back to him lately. <laughs> Cause um, I have one too. And I'm, I'm interested to where you're going. Okay. Yeah. So this is a guy that, I liked the first time I watched him, and as I've gone back and watched more of him, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I was way too low on this guy. And now I feel like it's spiraling out of control how much I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so at 106, I will take the other LSU wide receiver, Terrace Marshall Jr. Oh, I, very nice. I, I love this guy. Like yeah, he, you, when, when I went back and watched him again, it's I don't know what like maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention the first time or sometimes you know you watch a guy or you watch any any kind of game or sport and you're just like not in the right headspace and it seems different like Terrace Marshall Jr. is like a prototypical outside wide receiver like he's big he's smooth he's a long strider he's got sticky hands like he's can catch the ball great he performed with a bad quarterback situation and the best wide receiver on his team opting out. So he was the only one there. I don't know why I had him so low initially, but he has shot way up and I have him kind of firmly as my wide receiver for right now. So 106, there's other guys that I know will go in that realm. Um, but I really, really am warming up to him. And I think he really has the potential to be a, a huge, huge stud at the next level. Yeah, I, I think you're, and he's one, I know we're going to say this about a lot of these guys, but if he gets in the right situation too, mm-hmm. just, you know, watch out. Like, you know, like I said, we could say it about all of them, but there's key guys like that, you know, that where he ends up playing at, you know, offensive and quarterback situation could be huge. Um, but I, I don't think this is, you know, I don't think this is going to get too off the rails, but I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. Um, I just... You know what got me? I think, and and you know, by no means am I saying he's Kelsey right now, but uh, I think every league I was in, um, you know, every every team who ever made it to the championship or won had Kelsey. I just feel like it's such an advantage um, that I just want to I just want to get uh, you know a tight end tight end one that I can just plug in on the cheap early and. I, I just think you kind of it might be the safest pick of the whole the whole draft. I was just saying with somebody earlier today that like now more than ever 
I, I've, I'm like so warmed up to the idea of, okay, a stud tight end that you can really count on is such an advantage in your roster against who, really whatever your, whoever your opponent is, because they probably don't have one. Like there's a handful, <laughs> right? So like if you have that ability, whether it's a guy like Kelsey Kittle, you know, whoever, uh, it's such an advantage to get like high level production out of that position when everybody else is just like scrounging to find somebody that chips in seven or eight points a week. Here's a fun thing, though, that I've been trying to gauge people on. How how high is Kyle Pitts in terms of tight ends without ever playing an NFL down yeah. yet? Is he in the That's, top five dynasty tight ends? Because I think he is. It, I think he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. insane to say that. It really is. It's yeah. So we're cool. kind of getting to a point of a little bit of tight end turnover. Yeah. In the, not as dr- dramatic as quarterback right now, but, um, yeah, I think because of that, I, I think you're right. Like, I think he is it's nuts. already top five. Like That's really insane. The guys I would for sure have ahead of him for me is, you know, Kelsey, Kittle, uh, Waller, and Hawkinson. I have Hawkinson at four. Um, yeah, I like that. But I don't know. After that, it's like, yeah, you can make the argument. Yeah. It's <laughs> just really nothing. Can. Like, you definitely could. And you can't really argue against it. It's just you know that's and that might be how good he is too and i think that's about where he's going to end up going like that this i don't think will change that much i think if you want kyle pitts in rookie drafts i think 107 is the latest it's happening honestly yeah like i think yeah you're going to have to take him middle of the first round and potentially earlier in some other leagues i agree all right so we're at 108 uh all right with the 108 i will take uh, I'll take the running back Javante Williams from North Carolina. Uh, I like Javante Williams, not as much as I think some other people out there, but he's definitely cemented as the third running back in this class for me. Um, I hate kind of lately trying to throw out player comps if they don't really make sense for me, but I keep coming back to Williams reminds me a lot of Chris Carson with like a little more wiggle, like a little more shake to him. Um, I think he's an angry kind of, you know, he's got some violence to him when he runs, and that's exciting. Um, I think, like we said about a bunch of guys, you know, landing spot will be important. I want to see if he gets kind of thrust into that kind of every down role. Uh, but I think the odds are good that he lands in a place that treats him like a featured runner. So second half of the first round, uh, I'll take that chance on a guy there. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think, he, like you said, he can't go wrong. Probably another um, really uh, just safe pick there um yeah it's kind of uh it's kind of a a, a no-brainer especially at that spot right there uh and i love loading up on um you know getting the chance to grab running backs when i can especially early just look at it this past year you just don't know and then now you know you got a lot of uh, rb1s that came out of, you know it took a little while for these guys and i think like the covid stuff this past um rookie crop had a lot to do with it with no training camp and stuff like that. But mm. you see where the teams want to go at the running back position and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's a no, I, do I want to go off the rails yet? <laughs> kind of, kind of thinking it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's It's like you said, this would be, Oh yeah, this will be good. We'll just, you know, pick and go right through. But it's like, I kind of am, you know, taking it personal. I'm, you know, <laughs> trying to like, you know, but I, I don't think I'll go, um that far yet um i think i'll just go i don't think i grabbed that already i think i'll go rondell Moore. um yeah the purdue receiver um 
you know, I, I th- we'll kind of um, go in, you know, see again, I'll, I'll I don't want to keep touching on it, but we'll see, uh, you know, where he ends up and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure he'll be, you know, most likely a, a slot receiver at the next level. But um, I, I just think, you know, good hands, you know, one of those guys that, um, you know, he's just going to keep, if you keep feeding them, you know, good things are going to happen. Um, did a lot in college and, I don't know. I just think it's it's a solid guy. It's it's weird because um, I was kind of thinking of some comps for him, and like I don't want to say I don't want to say like a um, like I don't want to go as far as like Deshaun Jackson something like that. I mean, we got to see what happens, but mm-hmm. um, just just a solid player overall, I think, and especially at this spot. I I think I'm probably more down on Rondell more than most. He doesn't he doesn't do it for me. I, I yeah. I think he's an exciting player, but I really I really worry about him getting miscast as just like a, a slot receiver. I think he needs to be I think he's a lot more landing spot dependent for me than some other guys. Um and I do worry about the injury history and I don't know. Like I it's not that I don't like him. Um, but I don't think I'll end up with any shares of him because I think this again is like where he'll end up going. I think will be that you know mid to maybe late round one. Um, and I just I don't think I'm willing to do it there. Like if I could take a chance on him in the middle of the second round, it changes things for me a little bit. But I don't dislike him. I just you know it's I I feel more uneasy about him than than I wish I did because he is exciting. Uh, he's an explosive playmaker for sure. Um, but I don't know that might change once we see, you know, where he ends up landing spot, I think will be big for him. And, um, I don't think it'll happen, but if he landed in a place like, you know, new Orleans with Sean Payton, like, okay, I feel a lot better about the prospects mm-hmm. of how he's going to get featured than if he ended up with, um, you know, Jason Garrett or somebody, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to yeah, think of somebody yeah. that's, you know, vanilla. So I think that yeah. would be interesting for him. Um, at the one ten. Oh, I got to take a quarterback, man. I know it's not super I know. Flex, but. I was I was actually <laughs> thinking about not to go back. I, I was thinking about doing that there. I just thought, like you said, I don't know. It's more of just an, with that, with Rondell Moore, it was more of an upside thing. I'm like, yeah. do I go quarterback or just, like you said, if he lands with the Saints, if he stays healthy, kind of has that. He's a smaller guy, but almost has that solid Tyreek Hill frame. Oh, yeah, he's built you know, so, thick, like he's yeah, you know, got a, so it's a sturdy like, build to him for sure. That's not a knock on him, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with you here if that's the direction because I did think of that, but I'm like, ah, let me take some upside. Yeah, at 110, uh, I'll take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. Uh, obviously in super flex, he's like the undisputed 101, uh, but we're talking one quarterback here, so he falls to the end of the first round. Uh, but he's a guy that is going to, in all likelihood, uh, as far as I think any of us are concerned, it would be a pretty big shock if Lawrence came in and was a, a huge bust. Uh, I think he'll pretty quickly slide himself into you know the top 12 options at quarterback um, for dynasty rankings moving forward. Um, you know he's the total package. He he does it all. He can throw with power. He can throw with touch. Um, he's got enough mobility. He's got prototypical size. Um, yeah, I mean. It'll be interesting to see what that Jacksonville offense looks like. He does have some weapons there, um, you know, barring anything crazy. I mean, there's no way he doesn't go there, but barring something unforeseen where he doesn't go to Jacksonville. But he'll have DJ Chark, uh, LaVisca Chenault, 
Uh, we'll see if who else they add in free agency. They do have a bunch of money and a, a pretty decent amount of draft capital as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them add another weapon, whether at tight end or I, I still don't think they're going to be in a rush to replace James Robinson with how productive he was. But yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Trevor Lawrence here at the one ten and feel pretty good about adding a quarterback for the future. So at one eleven, yeah. you are up. All right, I think I'm gonna go here. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Kenny Gainwell. Okay. Um, I I like the uh, and I don't know if we're getting off the rip, but I and and I did grab a couple receivers. Of course, I. I, and obviously it's a little bit different with us doing, you know, mocking it this way, but I just like trying to take those shots at, at running back. Um, especially when I feel like there's, you know, another deep year wide receiver, because like if you get that RB one and you know, you're, you're pretty much, I'd rather take the lottery ticket there um, just for now at least. And uh, we'll kind of just see, I, I, I like, uh, I like what I'm seeing. You know, I, I know, you know, it's been a while for him since he played as well. So I just, I just think with some of these guys, you're going to have to, you're just going to have to take a shot. Um, you know, the, the, this class isn't that deep at running back. So it's one of those things where, uh, where we'll see. And, um, you know, I, I'd be absolutely, I'd be lying if I watch some stuff on him, don't know a ton about him, but, uh, you know, just because with him not playing and stuff, uh, but um, he had a great 2019 and um, like I said, these are you get into the we're not at that point yet. where We're taking shots in the dark, but you, you're just trying to grab those lottery tickets, I think, for the most part. And I think Kenny Gainwell, um, I know some people knock him for similar to Devontae Smith, like the slight frame. But uh, I think also with not playing in 2020, people forget a little bit that it's a back that in 2019 had over 2000 scrimmage yards and 16 touchdowns like he was good enough that he kind of made Antonio Gibson an afterthought in that backfield. Um, yeah. So I think he's an exciting player. I think that in a team that features like an outside zone runner or an outside zone scheme, like San Francisco has, like Miami does a little bit like Atlanta will. Uh, I think those are really exciting places where he could potentially land. Um, I, I think that he can kind of thrive in one of those schemes, but uh, I like it. I like it. It's uh, I think a little earlier than he's been going, but I don't hate it at all because uh, after after the first couple guys at running back, you can kind of stack them however you like them best, and you know nothing nothing would really surprise me there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so we're at well, we're at one twelve. That was the one eleven. So at one twelve, I'll take uh, I'll take wide receiver Rashad Bateman. I think that um, Rashad Bateman kind of I don't know he. I like him, but uh, I'm interested again about landing spot. I think he does a lot of things good, but maybe n- not a lot of things necessarily great. I don't know if he has like that one real elite, you know, trait that is going to separate him. I know that Twitter went nuts the other day over, you know, a 40 time at Exos or wherever he's training, 439, I think it was. And I know they said it was laser timed, but. I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm just not putting a ton of stock in 40 times this year. Uh, yeah. But Bateman runs good routes. Um, he wasn't helped out a lot by quarterback play, obviously. So um, I think that the thing that benefits him most is that coming in, he'll be able to run pro level routes and hopefully uh, kind of slot right in as a reliable pass catching option somewhere. Uh, my concerns, though, and the reason I don't have him higher like some other people do, is I don't know that he has 
I know uh, regardless of the time, I just don't see that kind of elite speed or game breaking ability. I think he relies uh, a decent amount on 50, 50 balls. Um, but he's a good route runner and I think he'll get opportunities. So to, to wrap up the first round, I will, I'll take Rashad Bateman there and then you can kick things off with the two Oh one. Yeah. I actually think that's kind of a steal right there for him, uh, taking a shot, especially the end of round one. But, um, I know this will happen in drafts. So since you took Trevor Lawrence, then it'll be the the QB run. So I'm just going to go Justin Fields. There you go. Um, and you know what? It's listen. A lot of this too is going to be what what's your situation. Yeah. You know, if you have, you know, Russ Wilson, Lamar Jackson, you don't take Justin Fields. Like, you know, but what if he is Lamar Jackson? So it's you know, like I said, we're at that point. You know, let's take the shot at, at it and, and go for it. There's a world that exists where Justin Fields is more valuable for fantasy. Like that's the thing that's yeah. crazy to me is that as as locked and loaded as Trevor Lawrence is as QB one for most people in the NFL draft and in fantasy, but there is a world that exists where Fields and his running ability make him a more valuable quarterback in terms of fantasy football, just because of what what a cheat code uh, running quarterbacks still remain um, across fantasy football. It's just you know you get more points for rushing yards than you do for passing yards, or you get them at a faster clip. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth taking a shot on him there. Uh, again, I mean, it's a guy that if you were playing super flex, he's probably going one Oh two. So, uh, if you can yeah. land him early round, uh, early round two in a one quarterback draft, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. So yeah, I agree. We're at two Oh two. We're cruising right along. Uh, I was going to go more off the rails before I picked Rashad Bateman, but I feel like if I didn't sneak Rashad Bateman into round one, Twitter was going to come for me and I don't really want them you know, angry in my mentions. We're trying to be a positive show, Joe. So um, (laughs) at 202, I got to draft one of my other guys, Oklahoma State wide receiver, Tylen Wallace. I love Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace is a dog. He is just a tough dude that gets slept on after, you know, coming back from injury. But all the guy's done has been produce. That's all he does is produce. He produces inside. He produces outside. He's tough after the catch. He is, he's a great wide receiver. And I mean, it's a guy that in his sophomore year had almost 1500 yards receiving and 12 touchdowns, uh, 900 yards the following year as a junior before the injury and nine, he had 900 yards in nine games. Uh, and then in this past shortened season in 10 games, he had 922 yards. So um, I love the way that he's he's physical at the catch point. He can create yards after catch. Uh, I think he is ready to come in and play right away as you know he's coming out as a senior. So I really like him. Honestly, I would take him even a little bit earlier than this, depending how boards fell. Uh, if it was late round one, and depending on the construct of my team, I really, really like Tylen Wallace. Um, he's somebody that is going to, when it's all finished up and finalized, probably be right around that wide receiver five for me, um, give or take a spot or two. But I, I'm really excited about him long term, almost regardless of landing spot. Honestly, I feel really strongly about him. Yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, I like what you said too. I was going to say the same thing about how, depending on need, you know, if you were wide receiver needy, I would definitely target him earlier if you had to. Yeah. Um, you're going to like this one, and I'm going to get off the rails a little. Um, but I'm going to go Michael Carter. Nice. Right now, um, and you turn me on to him, and if it, you know, and this is early, I know, and we'll see where he ends up. But if you have any 
reservations mm-hmm. about Michael Carter, just go watch the Miami game. Oh my God. <laughs> it's such, against, it's like, such fun tape. <laughs> it, it's, it's a blast. And um, yeah, I owe, I owe that one to you, but um, you know, I had an idea, but never really, you know, watched, watched them. And I, I'm just, yeah, he's undersized and all that stuff. I get it. But it, it just, uh, you know, it's the eye test. And, you know, he passes my eye test for me. He can play football, like, you know, and, and do it all kind of thing. So uh, I'm all for it. I, off the rails a little bit, but I'm going to go for it there. I like him a lot. Yeah, he is, again, people, like you said, people will mention that he's undersized. I don't think he's too small at all. He's willing to run inside. The thing that I really came away most impressed with and Michael Carter, and he definitely gets slept on just from splitting the backfield with Javante Williams. And Javante was so good this past year that it's caused Carter to kind of slip under the radar. But his contact balance, and not comping him like player for player, but his contact balance reminds me of Kareem Hunt, where like he's just always kind of like yeah, great sp- comp, yeah, you know, it's like spinning through a tackle or like always kind of leaning forward, just kind of always trying to stay on his feet. Yeah, uh, was really goes. Yeah. Down first hit. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Michael Carter a lot. I, I have a feeling that the NFL is going to like him more than he's probably getting talked about right now. Um, yeah. And you might have to be patient because, like you said, he might go somewhere. You know, I'm sure there'll always be, already be a running back. You kind of set wherever he goes. And you might have to be patient, but. I, I think it's I think it's a pretty good value and another good lottery ticket. You never know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, I like that a lot. Um, I I do think he's a very good player. So that was two o three. At the two o four, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down and take another one of my guys at wide receiver that I'm probably still higher on than the uh, consensus. But that's USC wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I know people knock Amon Ra because I don't think he's the you know twitchiest or most explosive athlete or anything like that. Um, but another guy that I think all he's done when called upon is been able to produce. Um, I think that he is a savvy route runner. I think he can create separation consistently. Uh, and that is stuff that I feel good about translating to the NFL. Like I, I don't have to worry about that too much. Uh, where he comes in right away and has to, you know, learn how to do all that stuff. Uh, as a freshman, he had 750 yards receiving. Uh, as a sophomore, had just over a thousand yards. And in his junior year in 2020, again in only six games, but uh, had 478 yards and seven touchdowns. So a career high in receiving touchdowns in just six games. So I will take Amon Ra there with the. I'm, I lost my spot. Was that the 203 or the 204? I think that was the 204. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that was 204. Yeah, sorry. I got off. <laughs> no, no, no problem. <laughs> so, no problem. Yeah, you're up with 205. All right, so let's get it. Yeah, let's see where we – I should probably – I think you might have already taken – Yeah, so yeah, you did. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to go at this point. Well, yeah, we could get crazy, but uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> um all right i'm just gonna i'm gonna go um jamar jefferson okay um, yeah at this point yeah taking um, all the all the exciting round two running backs i know i have a, like i know and you're getting some great value here at wide receiver right now and i know you are but i just have even even in a even in a fun mock i can't pry myself you know what it is it's my losing out on antonio gibson 
<laughs> I, still got, I still haven't gotten over it. So I'm just, I'm just going, uh, I'm, I'm just going for it. But, um, but I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be one that, you know, we're talking about, but you know, we could, by the time we get closer to drafts, you might even, he might even sneak into the first round. I just, I really believe that um, huge freshman year, you know, he, uh, you know, I think he had 3,200 um, total yards from scrimmage, 29 touchdowns um, entered his career with, um, you know, it doesn't do much out of the backfield and stuff like that. But um, I, I just think an all around, you know, good player. And this is another one of those where the right situation and, you know, if he, he, he I could see him getting more for whatever reason. And I don't really have an, answer for it but getting more immediate playing time than some of the other guys and e even though the lack of the you know the backfield stuff the catches but I, I just just overall i like it and especially right here at this value yeah i don't uh it's it's absolutely worth a dice roll there's a guy that i uh i prefer a little bit more to him that i'm I'm gonna chance it and see if he makes it back. I wonder to if me. it's my other guy. I hope right. not. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <if it's> my... <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, two oh six, right? Two oh six. Yeah. Two oh six. Yeah. I am going to take Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore. Um, Elijah Moore is another guy that is really, really shooting up my rankings. Um, he has really really good hands uh he's a really really crafty route runner he honestly like i don't want to say that you know what i will just say i like elijah more more than i like rondell more that's <laughs> I, like, <laughs> yeah. I like elijah more i like elijah more more than Ron, that's a lot of mores but elijah, it's a lot. <laughs> i like elijah more than rondell more <laughs> um yeah he's got really really good hands and he has been able to produce as the guy there this past season um you know profiles as a slot guy moving to the nfl but i think he could be a really really productive slot guy uh and uh, it's an NFL where, you know, slot guy doesn't mean you're a third or fourth option. He could come in and be a slot receiver on a team uh, and still play some outside, but be the second option on that team or more. Um, I really, really like him a lot. Middle around two. Uh, he's somebody that I'm really excited to grab there. I think that that could push up towards early round two, late round one, depending on leagues. But yeah, middle around two at the 206. I'm happy to grab him there and hope that the running back that I want makes it back to me. So hopefully you don't take him with 207. That's, <laughs> well, I was going to say that that's a great point too with the slot receiver because nowadays it's it's teams are starting three wide receivers. So it's like, right. don't get too caught up and he's a slot guy and, you know, don't be like the Eagles and don't draft Justin Jefferson because you think he's only a <laughs> slot guy and never, I'm not going to, can't go down Save there. Save yourself the anguish. Are you ready? Is this him? <laughs> is it? Uh, all right. So I'm going. What what pick are we on exactly? We're on two oh seven. Two oh seven. All right. I'm gonna go Chuba Hubbard. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. And I oh, almost went it. I almost did it. God. Do you want to know how crazy? I almost threw this whole draft off the rails because <laughs> I really thought about it. Um. I, I really thought about it very early in this discussion, and um, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see where it goes, but um, just a guy, just an electric guy. Don't know why he, you know, went back to school, but he shouldn't have. Um, it's the biggest no, he mistake he made. 
Yeah, and you know what? What are, it, it is what it is. You know, it's one of those seasons, but just you know, there's an electric player there, and uh, you know the the stuff he's done, all the accolades. Like he's, he, he I mean, he he's something else. It's kind of, um, you know, check if you haven't heard of him yet. You know, check him out, look into him, um, and um, you you won't come away disappointed. Trust me. Here's the thing that is one. that like, and I feel like at this point or up to this point, I've been like Chuba Hubbard stand number one. Like I cannot, I cannot defend this man enough. And I know that people knock him for the bad 2020, but I just, I can't take this weird bad 2020 that he had on a team with a struggling offensive line. Like mm. I cannot hold just this one year. I, I can't hold that one subpar year and make that way more than the year where he ran for 2000 plus yards and 20 touchdowns. And yeah, the thing about it, and everybody always talks like speed, speed, speed. And yeah, he's got speed. Like he for sure has speed. Um, and that's, you know, probably his greatest asset, but he also like, if you go back and watch 2019, he shows a lot of like kind of niftiness through the whole on inside runs. Like he's patient. He's got good vision. He, if I can take Juba Hubbard late round two, I'm doing it every, like a thousand times out of a thousand. I'm not going to end up yeah. with him anywhere because everyone's going to know that that's where I want him. And like, I'm going to end up with zero Chuba, but yeah, I, it's another guy that he's, he'll be a little scheme dependent, but if like similar to Kenny Gainwell, if he can get on a team that um, features an outside zone runner, like I would love it, depending how far fall, excuse me, how far he falls in the NFL draft. Like if he falls out of the top two rounds and makes it to round three, I would be really interested if the Jets spent a third round pick on him. I really would because yeah, ended up I could, I could taking that, that Shanahan kind of offense and you need an outside zone runner. I think that would be very, very, uh, very interesting. That would be great. Yeah, that would fit that perfect. That one cut runner type thing. You um, really threw me off the ball but here. I don't know who to take. I'm sorry. Yeah, you <laughs> nailed it though with the with the 2020. Don't listen to anything 20 out there. People have to just forget. I hate to even. You know, for all you fantasy baseballers out there, I'd hate to even, you know, use that analogy because you're, you're seeing that a lot in fantasy baseball. That You kind of have to f forget about that 2020, that makeshift fantasy baseball season. And, you know, it goes true for these guys, these kids that played in, in college, too. It's just such a weird year. To, you know, not only the, you know, no fans, but, you know, going to the games and the way you're preparing, the way you practice. You know, I think in baseball, I think Jack Flattery was throwing a baseball into his mattress at a hotel because yeah. he, because they were, you know, on COVID lockdown and, you know, just, he'll be fine. I really, I really believe that, but yeah, we got off the rail. A little All right. Bit, I'm calling, I'm calling an audible at two Oh eight now because I wanted Chuba and I'm not going to get Chuba. So I will take, Oh boy. I was really locked in there at two Oh eight. I will take Miami tight end Brevin Jordan. And Brevin Jordan is the reason I will end up probably with no Kyle Pitts uh, just because I yeah. really love being able to grab Brevin Jordan like a full round later. Um, Pitts is a superior prospect, um, but Brevin Jordan athletically can do some really special things. And if it wasn't for Kyle Pitts, you know, in any other year, Brevin Jordan, I think, is kind of consensus tight end one. It just so happens to be in a year with a you know fairly generational 
I hate to use that word or, you know, such a, you know, widely critically acclaimed tight end prospect and pits above him. But uh, Jordan is a willing blocker and I think he'll get better at it with, you know, being in an NFL weight room and with NFL coaches, uh, which will only help him stay on the field. But as a pass catcher, he's athletic. He's got pretty good hands. Uh, he could do some really nice stuff. So uh, a full round or so later than Kyle Pitts, uh, I'll take that shot there at 208. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And I think, you know, instead of spending that capital on Pitts, you know, like you said, you're getting great value there. Um, you really you really can't, you know, really can't go wrong. I, I And I like taking, especially this time in the draft, I like taking the shots on the tight end like that, you know, it's you know you know like you said it's the value of having that premier tight end and you never know, you know. But um, all right, so yeah, since we get a little crazy, I guess I'll I gotta get off the running back <laughs> wagon here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, all right, I think I'll go. Uh, I think I'll go Kadarius Tony. Okay. Um, there. Um. I, I think it, you know it, it's a, especially at this point in the draft it's a, it's a, it's a solid pick um, you know I know he's kind of he's kind of going back into that you know back and forth you know outside slot type thing but also a, a good I think he might get on the field too as a returner um, as well so that might you know help him get out there and then just kind of you know mix in here and there you know pretty you know a dynamic player, like we were talking about earlier, how, you know, there's so many guys you say, I keep going back to the McVay offense and the Rams and all the motions and things he does like, and a lot of it, you know, hate to say it for the millionth time, but where these guys end up, you know, if he gets into a, a system, something like that, you know, a Shanahan system, lots of motions and things like that. It could be, it could be interesting at least. Yeah, for sure. I know that he's like the the great divide between like film guys and analytics guys. Like the the film crowd loves him, the analytics crowd hates him because of the late breakout age and all that stuff. Um, but he does some really really intriguing things, uh, especially as a route runner. He's got a lot of uh, you know shiftiness to him, which is exciting. Uh, agreed that this is where I'm willing to you know roll the dice on him. Um, earlier than that gets a little bit rich for my blood, but if I can take him late round two, uh, I'm, it's, it's an exciting enough prospect depending, uh, depend really almost regardless of where he lands, you know, end of round two. But if it was depending where he lands, I could see it being potentially a little bit earlier. Um, but end yeah, of round weird. two, he's, he's exciting enough that it's worth taking a shot. Probably a terrible comparison, but it almost has the um, the Burroughs analogy of like one like amazing season, yeah, kind of thing. And yeah. you know, we'll just see what happens. But if he builds off that, you know, totally different situation, obviously. But you know, you're kind of taking a shot at this point. All right, so I'm at the two ten. There's so many running backs I wanted to take. You took them all, <laughs> and um, hmm. You know, I will take at the 210, I'll take Louisville running back Javian Hawkins. Um, Hawkins is a guy that he's, I don't even like calling him small. He's short, shorter, but he's not small. Like, I think he's listed at, it's like 5'9 or 5'10, but he's listed at like 195, 196, maybe 190, something right around there. But he's like muscled up. Um, I think that, you know, he'll make his make his heyday running outside still. Um, he's quick, 
He shows good burst. Um, I think, you know, he probably ends up as part of a committee, but he's an exciting enough back that I think he'll he'll find a way onto the field sooner rather than later in his NFL career. Um, and I think, you know, even as a, as a pass catcher uh, or as, you know, a change of pace guy, he's got enough breakaway speed in him to, to contribute in fantasy and potentially be more than that down the road as well. So you've got one more pick with the 211. And if you pick somebody I want, I'm going to mute your <laughs> mic for the rest of the show. <laughs> I don't, I can't tell if this is or not, but again, I'm just going to like, I'm going to go quarterback. I, there's quarterbacks that I do think I like better in the NFL, but as far as we're talking fantasy football, I'm just, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go like, Yo, you know, Mormon again, Mahomes. last, but yeah, well, here's the thing. <laughs> what if he is Mo? <laughs> like, that's what I always go back to. What if he is, I'm going to, I think, like I said, there's quarterbacks and if I'm drafting an NFL team, I probably take before him. I take Trey Lance, you know, I probably take Mac Jones. Um, but if I'm playing fantasy football, I think, I, I just think, He'll be he's int- just it's more intriguing than anything for a fantasy team, and I would like to hope by this point you are using this pick where you already have a solid quarterback um, already. You know this isn't the pick where if you you know if you took Trevor Lawrence earlier, you probably don't do this. But so yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, stick with that. He's exciting. I mean, he's a he's a fun guy to to watch. Um, yeah, he, he does some of those. I I really hate, like I said, the Mahomes thing jokingly. I hate to try and put that on him because it's not fair to anybody. <laughs> I know, I know, but, it's totally ridiculous. But, but there are certain things that he does where it's like eh, that's a little different. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's the arm angle or just off platform, and I mean that's the new NFL. You got to be able to do some off platform stuff. You got to be able to change your arm angle. You got to be able to, you know, be 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 more than just the old school kind of statue pocket passer and yeah, and dropping think, back. And yeah, he could do that. And I don't think, you know, Zach Wilson, somebody that's ever going to run for, you know, five, six, 700 yards, but I think he's mobile enough to navigate the pocket by time and, you know, create off script a little bit. Um, so I think it's, uh, you know, end around two in a one quarterback draft. Um, it's absolutely worth it. He's another guy, like we've said about fields and Lawrence, like, he's probably going top three or four picks in super flex. So just because of the value of the position, but um, yeah, I like him. I mean, he's my quarterback three, both in fantasy and in the NFL draft. So I, I totally get it. Um, yeah. And even in non, you know, even like you said, even in the non, non super flex and stuff, I don't, I don't know if other people's leagues are like this, but we're in a league, you know, where it is not super flex and, quarterbacks are you know hoarded yeah our league you know our league so rosters them like it is super flex <laughs> like it, it, it's insane yeah. so if you're in a league like that even though it's not super flex keep an eye out yeah you still got to keep that kind of steady pipeline of uh of guys coming in at the position for yeah. sure all right 212 i'm wrapping it up here last let's pick. do it all right oh man there's so many it's this is hard because like i wish it, there was, it really is tough it's hard because this is where it ends you know if i knew that i had yeah. another pick i'd be like oh, i'll just see if that guy comes back to me <laughs> yeah. um but so wrapping it up with the 212 because just in good conscience i cannot let this guy get out of round two uh north carolina wide receiver diami brown he is he's exciting man and he's a wide receiver that just gets kind of buried in this crazy deep class um 
over a thousand yards and back-to-back seasons uh so he had 51 catches for 1034 in 2019 and 55 catches for 1099 uh in 2020 12 touchdowns and eight touchdowns respectively so this is a guy that in back-to-back years averaged 20 yards per catch that is insane insane. i love it i want wide receivers that can especially this late in the draft can get deep can get those deep targets it is valuable um i think that he can really come in right away and be a a deep threat for a team with potential to be more um i can see him getting on the field early as like a nfl team's wide receiver three so might need some patience in terms of fantasy output but the ceiling is there for a guy that averages 20 yards per catch in consecutive college seasons uh that's that's pretty appealing to me really i love the pick yeah the crazy thing is after two rounds there's so many good players there still is it's not so many good players i know i want like with that pick i would have considered uh kylan hill i would have considered Dwayne eskridge i'm a huge ramondre stevenson guy so i would have considered him uh like the moral of the story is if you don't have them go trade for third round picks like for second round picks, third round picks, like there is so many players through rounds two and three this year that are going to be worth it. Tamorian Terry from Florida State, depending on where he ends up, like he's yeah. got some drops, but you can't coach huge and fast. Like you've either got that or you don't. Like I don't know. There's just a ton of players that are going to be available yeah. even into round three. And there's guys moving up too. You know, Dwayne Eskridge and you know Kylan Hill. Like there's guys. There's and you know there's like I said you know and even for you know like we said the hoarding the quarterbacks there's still some good quarterbacks out there you know yeah, it, for sure. stuff like that like like you said everybody's so into like a, oh I gotta you know I I gotta get into the first round I gotta swap a, a player with my uh, you know my second but get those third round picks you know yeah, man. just you know they're <laughs> it's it's super deep in it. You know, maybe that's why I got a little running back happy early in this draft because I think it's super deep at receiver. Oh, yeah, for um, sure is. You know, like for you to just get Brown right there at the end of this draft. And I don't know how anybody stopped that UNC offense. Also. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, like crazy. How <laughs> crazy. It really him, is. Both running backs. It, it really is something. We're going to look back on it at like, you know, one of those when they're all good in the NFL, we're going to look back on it. Like, like one of those Miami teams, like, Oh, they were all on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like absolutely. <laughs> kind of thing. But, but uh, no, that was uh that was great. That was a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be like, Oh yeah, I'll run through this super easy, but it got into it. And like, you know, I, I want that team now. I know. Right. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm attached like, <laughs> to them all. Yeah, I know. It's like, I love them. All right, Joe. I appreciate you doing it super last minute with us. So it was fun. And, um, I'm sure we'll talk again like we always do, but we will uh, we'll get back to it. I'm sure after after free agency or after the draft and see uh, how much this gets shaken up. But I appreciate you taking some time tonight. You got it. Thanks again. Yeah, and thank you for everybody uh, listening. If you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, catch new episodes every Friday. Uh, next week, I'll be doing a. Uh, kind of free agency preview and then the following week a reaction to some of the big you know first wave of free agency stuff that goes down so make sure to check that out we'll talk to you guys next week thanks